Hi guys, today I am chatting with New York actress, writer, producer, Miss Debbie Morgan, who was the writer, producer, and star of the short film Like Daughter Like Mother, which was an official selection at the 2020 Uptown Women's Film Festival of New York. Hi, Debbie. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you surviving quarantine? Remarkably well, I have to say. That's good. <laughs> are you in New York or somewhere? I am. I'm in Brooklyn Heights, to be exact. Oh, nice. I just left Brooklyn uh, four months ago. Oh, oh. I, I love was... it. <laughs> I lived there for like three years, but uh, I had roommates. So now I'm by myself, which is great. It's oh, great. That's better. So it wasn't because I didn't like Brooklyn. I love Brooklyn. I just wanted my own space. I love my own space more. No, I, I get it. But I do have to say, to me, Brooklyn's the greatest borough. It, it's one of the greatest <laughs> boroughs, yes. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. How long have you lived in Brooklyn? 36 years. Hmm. A long time. A so very long time. Well, I, I was living in Manhattan, and I got married 36 years ago, and my husband lived here. And I, having grown up in New Jersey and lived in Manhattan, I didn't know from Brooklyn and I didn't want to move here in the worst way. Yeah. And he always liked to say he couldn't get me here and now he can't get me out of here. <laughs> I, I really love it here. And how has, how has it been different from the first time you moved to now? Like how oh, much wow. has it changed? It has really changed a lot. Um, the number one thing is I'm a very, very big walker. I walk miles every day. Yeah. And one of my all-time favorite things is to walk the Brooklyn Bridge. And mm -hmm. it was always, for years, fine. And now you have to really, well, other than the pandemic, you have to really watch what time you want to walk. Yeah. Otherwise, it is too crowded to power walk. It is filled mm. with tourists, which is great for the city, tourism, but, and you can hear every imaginable lang language being spoken. So, you know, in some ways that's really nice, but not for a power walker. So <laughs> if I don't do it early in the morning, then I was um, walking the Manhattan Bridge instead, which okay. hardly anybody is on. Yeah, no one cares about any other bridge but the Brooklyn Bridge. I know. Well, it is great. The views are great, and it has such great history. It's, you know, it's wonderful. So that was, to me, the biggest change. And then a wonderful change is the development of the waterfront. There's a wonderful Brooklyn Bridge Park, which I shouldn't advertise because it's getting too crowded already. People are coming <laughs> from all over. It's so wonderful. And then Dumbo, when I first moved here, was just you know, pure industrial area, desolate, and, mm -hmm. and it got so developed, and it's fabulous. So, so the crowds are the negative. The positive is the, the development of some really wonderful areas. Yeah, I know. I tried walking the bridge only like twice, and every time was packed with tourists. Yeah. I guess I did go in the middle of the day, which probably wasn't the best idea. <laughs> well, but my, I, my favorite favorite time to walk the bridge is on a summer day believe it or not at around 6 6 30 in the morning mm -hmm. and there's maybe five people on the bridge and the sun is starting to go up over the manhattan bridge and by the time you get to go back it's fully up and it's just something really really magical about it at that time yeah watching this the sunrise of over the bridge must be beautiful yeah yeah it's great
So let's chat about like daughter, like mother. What was the inspiration? Um, well, first, do you want to give tell everyone what like daughter, like mother is about and what the inspiration was for the film? Okay, so it's about a mother and daughter, a widowed mother and her single daughter navigating the world of online dating together, which I have to say, I'm very happy that I'm married. I cannot imagine <laughs> doing online dating. Wow, I give credit to all these people who have met partners doing it. But um, so the inspiration actually was, I was having dinner one night with a young actress friend of mine and the server mistook us for mother and daughter. And I just found that amusing because she's, <laughs> she's really tall and I am petite. And uh -huh. so I laughed and she said, why? We could be mother-daughter. Why don't we do a mother-daughter film? And I said, oh, that would be so much fun because she's so much fun. And I came home that night and I have no idea how the thought came to me. And I just started writing. And then as it turned out, she made a sudden decision to move to L.A., um, but mm -hmm. she's since returned, so I've already thought of a sequel. But um, so, oh, good. <laughs> so I, I was taking an acting class at the time, and the instructor, Anthony Robert Grasso, kept giving me scenes of these neurotic mothers. I mean, it's such a stretch for me to play that part. So um, there's this young woman, Jordan Gosnell, that I kept asking to be my reader. And one day she said, oh, I love playing your daughter. So I asked her to be my daughter. And uh, so that's how that came about. Uh, she's a, she's a, your daughter. Right, in the film. right. Yeah. She was very oh, she funny. Was wonderful. You were both oh, very thank funny. thank you so much. Yeah, it was a great experience. You're, you, we both have really good chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Well, we really are just so fond of each other. And um, I read that you recently returned to acting after 35 yes. years. Yes. And why did you take the break and how is it coming back? So I took a break to raise my children. And, mm -hmm. and then I started, I just fell into teaching preschool at the Quaker school that they went to. And I just really loved it. I always knew in the back of my head I would get back into it someday. And then I just reached a point where, okay, I loved teaching. I did it for a really long time. Time to move on. What do I want to do? Because I also had been a publicist for Paramount Pictures. But I mm -hmm. thought, no, I don't want to do that again. I, I really want to act. And so it was very gradual. I joined uh, NYWIC, New York Women in Film and Television, and got on some committees there. I reactivated my Screen Actor Guild membership. I started taking classes and so it was just, you know, a, a gradual thing. And as I said, it's something I knew I always wanted to return to. It's yeah. what I always dreamt of and wanted to do. So I feel really fortunate that I've had the opportunity to return to it. Yeah. And is this the first film that you've written or you've written? Other um, things? It's the first one that I've written. I was in a few other short films. I had some parts in some other films. This is the first one that I've written that has been produced. I wrote something a number of years ago that I might revisit. And then I mm -hmm. have an outline for another short film that I had put on the back burner 
that I might revisit. And believe it or not, this morning, another idea came to me. So that's yeah, amazing. So I just so write that uh, yeah, down. No, I started jotting down some ideas, but it would be a real short, this particular idea. It's like, like, a, I know they have these micro shorts, they're called like two, three minutes. Yeah. So it would be one of those. Okay. And what would that one be? Oh, about? I'm not saying. Oh, <laughs> and how was you were the executive producer for like mother, like daughter as well? Like daughter, right? like mother. No. Oh, yes. Well, that's Sorry. the play on words. <laughs> a lot of people say that because that's the expression that is known, like mother, like daughter, which is why I yeah. turned it around. Um, and how was your experience producing? Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, there's a big difference between the executive being the executive producer and the producer. I much prefer yeah. being the executive producer. My hats <laughs> off to Randy Sloan, my producer, and Megan Martin, my line producer. They had so, so much work, so many, many details and so much paperwork. And I just really enjoyed, you know, overseeing everything without having to actually yeah. do those parts. And yeah. you know, having the final say as to yes, let's hire this crew and that crew. And uh, so I, I, I enjoyed that. But Producing is not easy, really. People don't realize it. There's just so much. And the line producer coming up with a budget and making sure everything stays under budget, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. It's it hard definitely work. definitely is, definitely. People don't realize how much work it goes into producing, even on short I know, film. I know. I, I guess I, you know, years ago, I wouldn't have had any idea that, you know, like, a, you know, an 18-minute film could re would require so much pre-production and then you know the production and there's so much post-production there's you know a lot of details that if you're not in the film business people really have no idea yeah they just think an 18 minute or 15 18 20 minute short it takes oh we just shoot it in a day you shouldn't be right that hard, exactly but no. it's <laughs> it's hard it is it is it's a lot of work but it's you have to really want to do it you have to really love it yeah, I know. It can't be for anyone who's just trying to see right. how it is. You have to really love your craft and no, love definitely. what you're doing. Definitely. And as a first time, uh, I guess, executive producer, writer, what challenges did you face, if any, during production? And how did you guys work around them? Well, actually, our biggest challenge, and I think it was... In retrospect, probably the only one, because we're really lucky that everything went so smoothly. But the biggest challenge was finding, we had two locations. One, we used my daughter's apartment. And the other one was in a restaurant. And finding a restaurant was difficult. I approached lots of restaurants in Manhattan, in Brooklyn. Every restaurant wanted $5,000. So that's... An, Right. Oh my so God. that seemed to be like the going rate. And that was definitely not in our budget. And then I thought, you know, maybe a restaurant in the theater district would be more willing to support the arts since they're right mm -hmm. there. And I was having dinner one night before seeing an off-Broadway show at a restaurant I had been to several times that I loved the Hourglass Tavern, right on Restaurant Row, right in the heart of the theater district. And it's this really quaint 
restaurant. It was once like a row house. And so there's three floors. And I was dining on the third floor, which I liked the best. And I asked if they were closed on Mondays because we needed a restaurant. You know, of course, that was closed. And they said, well, the third floor is closed. The rest are the second floor opens at 430 and the first floor um, is open. So my producer and I met with one of the owners and we probably got the deal of the century. So she fed a casting crew of 25 people, two meals. We had the use of the third floor where we shot from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. The second floor, which is where their bar was, we had until 4.30. And that was where we had our meals, where we did hair and makeup. Mm -hmm. So the meals, all these meals for all these people and the use of the space, $1,600. Oh, my God. That's I know, so good. It was amazing. But she said that all her friends have always told, because several films apparently have shot there, because it's really just such a cute place. And she said all her friends yeah. tell her, you know, you could be charging $5,000. And she said, you know, how many people making indie films can afford that? And, you know, exactly. she really wanted to support the arts. So that was the biggest challenge. And that just really worked out so well. It was the ideal, ideal place. But as I said, I, I really think that was about the only, only challenge. Everything Real, you know, I had the crew I wanted, the actors I wanted, everything seemed to go really well. I feel so terrible for people because I know people who were in pre production to do some short films and then this pandemic happened. Oh, I know. Everything shut I know. Down. So I'm just so grateful that we got it in last year. Yeah. But of course, it's not great that film festivals are either canceled postponed being put online who knows know. when when are theaters going to reopen because some of them are in movie theaters and uh no i guess nobody knows so that's the unfortunate i know i know broadway extended their shutdown until september oh well everything that i've been reading and hearing i think it's going to be a lot longer than that because they really feel how many people are going to be willing to go to the theater until there's a vaccine i mean i'm I an avid theater goer that's besides walking the brooklyn bridge um going to theater those are the two main things that i miss and of course hugging my children and seeing them but i mean yes. i went to the theater probably like once a week every week i just love the theater but i won't go until there's a vaccine and I don't know about movie theaters either. Will they open before there's a vaccine and how many people will go? So um, yeah. I don't know. So we'll have to, so I'm I, not um, entering, I'm not submitting to any more film festivals. I've already submitted mm -hmm. to a, a bunch, but I think um, yeah. you know, I'm putting that on hold, uh, which I think probably a lot of people who are on the film festival circuit are probably putting it on hold to wait and see. You know, because like if we get into out of town ones, am I going to be willing to get on a plane? Exactly. Like traveling right now, it's so difficult and scary because you don't know 
what's going on or who's has and doesn't right. know and is traveling right. and spreading it. Yeah, that's something that we um we originally for the festival we were going to have it um in July, but then our theater didn't know if they were going to be open in July and I almost and I also I wasn't sure that people were going to be willing to go out and like right. watch films in July right. so soon. So that's why we were like, you know what, it's just best to cancel it. And hopefully next year, if things are back to normal, there's a vaccine and people are willing to go out, we uh, we want to put it up again and invite everyone from oh, this year back. That's so nice. I mean, I feel terribly for you because this was your first year, right? Yeah, this is not the no, I had. No, no. So you must have been. <laughs> and first of all, I, I would one day, if not, if we don't have time now, I would love to hear how you got inspired to form a film festival and what went into that. Because, I mean, kudos to you. I mean, that seems like quite a, a venture. Yeah. Um, so I'm a film. Yeah, no, I'll tell you now. I'm a filmmaker myself. And I had uh, a film, fe- a f- short film that was doing the festival rounds and um, I, t- I was telling somebody else, but I had good experiences and I had bad experiences and I, uh, was coming back from a really good experience, which was at a, at an island in Block Island, yeah, Rhode Island, which is an island. Yeah. So I was on the ferry on my way back home and I was just so like happy and it was such a positive experience. And <laughs> I tell everyone, I heard the ocean tell me this. <laughs> Well, no, as I was coming in the ferry, I just like heard a voice that was like, oh, you know what, maybe I should Well, those are, those are the best voices. Those are the best times to act upon something yeah. when you just, for whatever the reason is, you get inspired. Yeah, and I like, and I had bad experiences in festivals that were ran by women where there was like, where I would submit. And even though I didn't get in, there was no communication at all. They didn't even like notify me on film freeway that I wasn't oh, selected, that? which yeah. it's fine. It's fine, but at least communicate. And it's just, and I went to, I went to a different festival where there was, it was ran by a woman and I was really excited about it. And that wasn't really like a good experience. So I was just like, you know, I want to put a festival for women and just give them the best experience possible. And just kind of create a space for more women to come together and just meet each other, celebrate, um, network, create relationships, and just kind of connect women around the world. And film does that. So I was like, I'm going to start a festival. And I live uptown, and I just love this area. So it's like, it's going to be the uptown oh, festival. Oh, so <laughs> so wonderful. I love your mission. It's, it's terrific. And I... I certainly hope that it can happen next year. Can I ask you how many films submitted for this year? Yeah, yeah. So we received 146 mm-hmm. films for the first year, which to me was a lot because I didn't think a lot of people, I was really expecting like half of that. Because since it's the first year as a filmmaker, like not a lot of people, it's like, oh, it's the first year, so... I don't know. That was my thinking. But no, a lot of people submitted and believed on what I was trying to do, which was really great. And we had a lot of great films, which made it really difficult. But wow. yeah, it was 146 films. And how many received. people helped you watch all of them and judge them? 
Uh, there was four of us. So it was me and three other filmmakers. And did you all have to agree on every film? Like, if what if two people said, yes, let's take this, and two people said, no, I don't like it? Well, when there was a right, tie, I broke sense. the tie. As you should. As you should. <laughs> so that did happen? That did happen sometimes? Uh, it happened uh, maybe not a lot of times, yeah. maybe like a couple of times. But I was like, I really like this film. I think it will do really well. They did a really good job. So it's going to be on the festival. Did you enjoy <laughs> watching all the films and trying to... I feel like I'm interviewing you now. Yeah, um, did... <laughs> I know, this interview's about well, you. Know, I really, I'm so curious about it because I... No, no, I don't mind. I don't mind talking. I want, I want this more to be a conversation with right. us getting right. to know each other. So it's what, what did I just ask you? I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Oh, you said about people uh, breaking no, the tie, breaking the tie for. After that, but yeah, no, and, no, no, and no, I no, cut you off. Okay. I'm sorry. But I, I mean, I do have to say, as far as you said, you know how pleased you were that it's a first time festival that you got as many uh, submissions as you did because I do know that I have overheard people when they're submitting oh well that festival is new or this oh it's only been running two years so I know there's some people who would prefer to wait and see how it how it goes but um, I just thought that you know like your mission statement I just thought it was great I loved it so Thank you. Oh, I remember now what you asked. You asked me if I um if oh, I right. enjoy if you all enjoyed the, films. the whole process, right? I'm like watching, watching them. Some, I mean, that's a lot of films to watch. I know. Well, luckily they wasn't all like at once. It's like for like a week I would get like maybe ten or five. So I would watch we would watch them. I'll sign other people to watch them. Um so no, I didn't I love watching what other people were doing, like as a filmmaker. I really love just the process of like seeing what other people are doing out there and what it takes, how much people are uh, like their budgets and how how long it takes. I mean, how much it takes to make because I saw your your. I mean, I'm not going to say here unless you want to say I saw your budget uh -huh. on Film Freeway and it just I was like, wow, this looks amazing. And of course, it looks amazing because you spend a lot of money on it. So it's right. just like those right. things. But no, I really love just yeah. seeing what other yeah. people are doing and like all the hard work yeah. that it takes. Yeah. I appreciate well, that. Um I I enjoyed going to film festivals while they were happening. It it like you said, it it is fun besides watching the films and then, you know, hearing the panel discussion after, but then also meeting people and mingling and, you know, you pick up this bit of information or that or meeting, connecting with this one. And so we all really um, do miss that. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. So how many films were selected? Wow. Uh, 46. Wow. We selected wow. 46. Yeah. Yeah. So we're planning on doing, it was like a Thursday through Sunday um and have q and a's and we wanted to have like a party right, at the end right. to just chill yeah. and like, drink wine socialize <sighs> but yeah we picked 46 hopefully yeah yeah next year we can have all those 46 and well i'm going to be very optimistic that they will find a vaccine sooner than later uh, i mean no no you know yes. nobody knows so we all just have to wait and see and 
keep ourselves busy in the meantime. I know. Exactly. How are you keeping busy during this quarantine? Well, I really believe in practicing self-care. And I actually have a whole schedule for myself every day. Yeah, between um, yoga, meditating, working out. I got into the practice of journaling. I watch Governor Cuomo's um, press conference every day. Of course, we all are in love with him. Um, I'm fortunate I have a terrorist. I make sure I go out for an hour every day to get some vitamin D and fresh air. I call one person every day that I normally don't talk to just to reach out and check in and see how some people are doing. And so I've gotten to talk to so many people that I normally wouldn't have. And then I also have been watching, going on so many Zoom uh, webinars that are offered by Screen Actors Guild or Backstage or uh, on Instagram, a lot of live ones with casting directors. And oh, so this is a major thing I've been working on. Mm -hmm. So I never had a self-tape set up because there's so many people that you can go to who would do it for you. Well, everything is obviously self-tape now. And from everything that I've been listening from to casting directors, they're saying that that even when this is over, this is probably how it's always going to be. And they'll only call people in person for final callbacks for big parts. So I thought, well, I certainly have to learn how to self-tape. So I have the equipment. I just started practicing. So... That is one of my goals to come out of this being proficient at self-taping. Yes. Oh, that's good. That's a really good uh, skill. I mean, it is a skill. skill. But, I mean, this is a skill. <laughs> but it's a really, it is a really good thing to have your own little personal right, uh, self right. self-tape studio, because those things add up. If you're getting a lot of auditions, I don't know how. I know how yeah. some people charge yeah. like fifty dollars yeah. or so. But imagine you have like five self tapes. That's two hundred and fifty dollars right, that you can save. Right, to your own and actual. Pocket. I mean, besides the monetary aspect, I don't think you're gonna have a choice anyway. So, uh, yeah. So exactly. So that's what I've been doing, keeping busy, and um, so I'm quite content. I'm fine. That's good. And you said you mentioned that you wanted to write a well, sequel I thought of it for because, your film. I thought of it because. Or you thought uh, about it. As I said, the other young actress has moved back to from L.A. And I already started thinking of an mm-hmm. idea of how there could be a sequel. That literally now my other daughter is back in the city. And, you know, just some scenario of the three of us uh, getting into some trouble. So Yeah. <laughs> and how, uh, have you thought about instead of a sequel uh extending into the future i have not i can actually see it as a sitcom so i was actually hoping that it would really play circuit and maybe somebody out there in development might also agree with me that it would make a good sitcom but we'll see what happens well, I agree with you. I would love to see this played out more and see the daughter and the mom explore the dating. I think that's a great uh, premise. Oh, thank you. A mother-daughter exploring the online dating world together. Yep. Thank you. Yep. 
Um, oh, so I have one more question because I know I said I was going <laughs> to... This keeps happening. I'm like, oh, it's just going to be 20, 25 minutes and then we well, chat for like well, 30, that's, 40 that's minutes. Well, that's what happens when you get two women together. So. Right. It's a... <laughs> so do you have any advice for anyone who wants to get... Um, for anyone who's planning on who has stepped away from performing and is thinking of coming back, but is too uh, is scared for whatever reason. Do you have any advice for for anyone like that since you've done it and you're doing it pretty well? Well, I guess mainly is if you don't do it now, then what? You know, then when? Like, what do you have to lose? You know, if you really have a passion, you're, I remember Anthony Robbins used to have this, um, he called, I think he called it the rocking chair test. That if one day you're in your 80s and you're sitting on a rocking chair, what are you going to regret that you didn't do? That most people don't regret what they did. It's more that they regret what they didn't do. So just tell yourself, I might regret that I don't go after this. And and then just, you know, I liked how I did it. I did it in stages. I gradually, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, I didn't just dive right in. A lot of people do that. I really just, you know baby steps at a time and and then I felt more comfortable doing the next step and the next step so just you know if you're afraid just take it in steps until you feel you're ready to go on to the next step that's great advice good um Debbie thank you so much for making time oh, to chat with me I hope that we can I hope that when one day we can meet each other hopefully next year when things are somewhat back oh, to I normal I hope so <laughs> And good luck with writing your sequel oh, or or okay, pilot. Thank you. <laughs> thank and you, stay you safe. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you to Debbie again for making time to chat with me. And thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow our Instagram at Uptown Minute Podcast. Until next time. Bye.